recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Yo, 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 you're listening to Zed Games. Uh, my name is Easy, and I'm hanging out in studio with... Elliot. Zara! You! Woo! It's the three of us hanging out tonight. Yep. What have we got coming up tonight? Oh, well, we've, we've, got, a, we've got a couple of things. We've got the Week in Gaming News. Oh! Yeah, it's, there's a lot of news. Ooh. Yeah. There's quite a bit of news this week, so, you know, bear, bear with us for that. Uh, after that, we've got a review by Zara. I do have a review. What are you reviewing? Uh, <laughs> I managed to forget Monster Harvest. There we go. Monster Harvest. Cool. Yep. Uh, we also got later in the evening a discussion about uh, the movie Free Guy. Uh, Elliot and I have some opinions. I've we heard do. that you have some thoughts and feelings about it. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. To hear so that's about them. yeah. That'll be later in the evening. We will discuss free as us guys <laughs> to, to share feelings on Free Guy. <clears throat> anyway. Um, I think without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the weekend gaming news because there's quite a bit. So let's do that. Let's go. This week in gaming news. Nintendo's Direct Announcement. This week's Nintendo Direct announced a stack of new Animal Crossing content coming in the free 2.0 update. Long-awaited Brewster will be serving coffee at the roost, new boat tours with Captain, cooking, farming, gyroids, and so much more. However, with some of the content spoiled by data mining as early as 16 months ago, the announcement has left some gamers jaded. In the same direct, Nintendo announced the Animal Crossing Happy Home Paradise DLC and its inclusion in the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. While the DLC includes long-awaited jobs for Animal Crossing, it also carries the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis emulation and libraries, including the games Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Banjo-Kazooie, Echo the Dolphin, Streets of Rage 2, and Sonic 2, to name but a few. Later that same day, the pricing of the expansion pack was released, with it costing another $30 on top of the current yearly subscription plan. The video announcing this is currently the most downvoted video on the official Nintendo YouTube channel with over 80,000 dislikes at the time of writing. In other Sega news, with last month's closure of the legendary Ikebukuro Sega store after three decades of operation, it was rumoured to mark the beginning of the end of the golden age of arcade gaming. However, on October 16, Sega announced via Twitter the opening of the new Ikebukuro store to open Friday, October 22nd, and teased more surprises to come. Console truce. In further console news, a report from Hub Entertainment Research shows more people than ever owning both a PlayStation and Xbox, with over a third of respondents reporting to own both. And for those searching for those online consoles, Sony has created an online lottery for those still clamoring to buy a PS5 in the US. By registering their PSN account through Sony, they can choose to elect either the standard or digital edition. Sony then will allocate available stock through quoted previous interests and PlayStation activities and will inform people via email when their console is available for purchase. For those waiting for an Xbox Series X or Xbox mini fridge, sadly you're out of luck with US, UK and Europe selling out of the fridge within 30 minutes of release, and the Xbox Series X still hard to find in Australia except through scalpers on eBay. New home for NFT-based games. 
On October 15th, Age of Rust developer Space Pirate announced that Steam was kicking all blockchain games off the platform, including Age of Rust, due to Valve extending the policy to ban games with items with real-world monetary value to include NFTs. While Valve has not made an official statement, Steamworks onboarding rules and guidelines have been updated, now stating that applications built on blockchain technology that issue or allow exchange of cryptocurrencies or NFTs should not be published on Steam. Epic Games' Tim Sweeney announced the next day via Twitter that the Epic Games Store would allow NFT titles but not cryptocurrencies with a caveat that they will follow relevant laws, disclose their terms, are age-rated appropriately, and use their own systems to process payments. Accreditation and unionization. The long-awaited Metroid Dreads release has been marred by developer Mercury Steam refusing to credit employments who worked on the project for less than 25% of the game's development time. Mercury Steam stated that those who had significant creative and or technical contributions were accredited even when they did not meet the 25% minimum. Other developers have faced similar criticism with Ubisoft relegating former Far Cry 6 devs to the special thanks section of the credits. In other business news, Paizo, publisher of the Pathfinder series, a popular tabletop pencil and paper RPG, have had over 30 of their employees form the United Paizo Workers Union after the firing of Sarah Marie for undisclosed reasons. After the fallout, Paizo president Jeff Alvarez promised vague improvements. The union's press release claims cover-ups by those at the top that workers are underpaid and subjected to untenable crunch conditions on a regular basis. The union urges management to voluntarily recognise the union as it pushes for real changes at the company. Now for some upcoming games. On Thursday the 21st, try the 2D biopunk point-and-click Grobot, or travel the sands and seas of Sands of Aura, both coming to PC. Also Victorian puzzle platformer Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The third in the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes, comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on the 22nd. On Tuesday the 26th, release your inner necromancer with the roguelike The Unliving, or the Antique Restorer Within in Workshop Simulator, both coming to PC. Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy also comes out on the same day for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And finally, on Thursday the 28th, Age of Empires 4 is coming to PC and Game Pass, the fifth of the Fatal Frame series, Made in a Black Water, comes to the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And the extreme multiplayer sports game, Riders Republic, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Stadia. In community announcements, Springfield Gamers are organising an event to encourage veterans, serving personnel, and their families to check out gaming as a hobby. They are a face-to-face gaming club for gamers of board games, tabletop games, and role-playing games. The event is free for general admission, with a range of demo games like Kings of War and Gaslands, a board games library, and tournaments of Warhammer 40k, Flames of War and Team Yankee happening alongside modelling tutorials. The event will take place on Saturday the 23rd of October from 9am to 5pm at the YMCA Springfield Central. If you're interested, head over to our Facebook page at ZED Games AU for more information on this or any of our other stories. And that's all this week in Gaming News. Thank you so much, Toby, for the Week in Gaming News. There's so much happening. Oh, my God. It's so full on. Uh, it's just... Yeah, uh, Animal Crossing. I'm so keen. Froggy Chair. <laughs> Froggy Chair. Froggy Chair is coming back, everybody. Froggy Chair is coming back. It's a good year. It's Wait, a good... Please explain Froggy Chair. Froggy Chair is a chair that looks like a frog. <laughs> wow, okay. It's, it's got, very simple. It's, <laughs> it's a green chair, and it's got like a smiley frog face on it, and <laughs> it was in previous games, and people ha- people just sort of latched on to Froggy Chair um, before um, New Horizons came out, and it was just like, 
then Froggy Chair wasn't in the game, and everyone was just like, this is absolutely tragic. I've never been so upset. I, I was holding on to this. Um, so now Froggy Chair is actually coming in, um, and everyone's very excited, and the year is saved. How many more new characters are there? Supposed to be like four? No. No, the, there's like 14? 14 new characters? There was, uh, there was quite a few, I remember being. A pretty decent amount, yeah. There was, yeah, there was a fair chunk. Enough and to release a whole new set of Amiibo cards. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure EB game stores everywhere are flooded with pre-orders for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So Animal Crossing, that's a thing. Froggy chair. Froggy chair. <laughs> um, don't worry about anything else. Like <laughs> Literally nothing else is important. It's yeah. just froggy chair. Froggy chair, uh, Cap'n, Brewster, um, um, new characters, <laughs> uh, new locations... Uh, is there more customization for there's, like, I think yeah, there's going to be more like customization that. options for, like, from, for your for, island for yeah. um, major furniture items like your lighthouse you said coffee shop right coffee yeah. shop yes yeah. that the coffee shop exciting is, yes that is cool it looks the, very wholesome the roost um, I'm very excited to see Brewster again I just I just I miss that pigeon I miss go. I can go on about this <laughs> <laughs> the whole show is just I, <laughs> I remember um, one time I came to your house uh, Zara, we were hanging out, and you had like Animal Crossing just running on your on your because your Nintendo Switch was docked. Yeah, and like you just had you just had it running in the background, and it was just the sound, like the same loop sound. Yeah, like the whole time we hung out for like two and a half hours, and I was like, how are you not like <laughs> clawing your eyes out at the sound? Bed? No, it's just like, oh, no, it's, it's no just idea. it just represents peace to me, really. <laughs> Um, until like it's night time and then it's like ah oh, no the spiders are out oh, <laughs> scorpions <laughs> so terrible speaking of spiders and scorpions uh, moving into like a more Halloweeny thing any spooky games you guys are playing getting ready for Halloween um I was gonna pick up Dead by Daylight finally mm-hmm. um cause Maylee was talking about it the other day and I was like you know what I really wanna play that um I really wanna play that so I think that's probably gonna be my Halloween game. Ooh. That's exciting. And I think I'm... it's on sale at the moment as well, so uh, yoink. Good choice. I'm Steal. a big baby, so I'm still tossing up whether or not to actually play scary games cuz <laughs> Yeah, I right. <laughs> I mean, I have Dead Space installed on my PC, but oh. I just I'm Oh, that's like... a that's like a particularly scary yeah. game. Yeah. Too. I keep I keep looking at it like I got to play it. I got to play it and I I can't. I have um so on Game Pass cuz we'd love to mention that on Z Games. Um <laughs> We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. <laughs> we just love Game Pass. Um they've got The Medium Oh, uh, that does look cool. And it looks really, really awesome. Another game that I'm looking at potentially playing is A Plague Tale, um, which is exclusively to PS5. Um, but yes, I'm, 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 I'm seeking out some spooky things. I'm not too sure though because, like, I am a big wimp. Like, I get well, scared quite easily. You know what can be quite spooky mm. in the right conditions? Minecraft. Oh yeah. My, you mean the, like the dungeons one? The- I don't. You you just walk past a cave and it makes some really weird ambience noise. And it's the most <laughs> yeah. terrifying thing on the planet. <laughs> That's not. It's how It's terrifying. Go. What do you do on I Halloween? Get you. Yeah, no, it's scary. It's just like, like you're just minding your own business, like chopping down trees, or you're like, oh, I'm gonna get some iron, and then it's just like. Yeah, yeah that's true. There are lots of weird sounds. Yeah, freaky. It's just it's messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wow. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> spooky Halloween games then. Um, <laughs> actually, you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy, and I'm hanging out in studio with Elliot and Zara. Hello. Oh, that was Hello. that was nicely in sync. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are now about to head into a review. Uh, Zara is going to talk about Monster Harvest. Monster Harvest. Go for it. (laughs) All right. Monster Harvest is developed by Maple Powered Games and published by Merge Games. You have grown tired of your life and your uncle has offered you an opportunity. He once ran a farm, you see, but he discovered a wondrous creature called planimals. And as a man of science and botany, he has taken it upon himself to study these creatures. Planimals come from a fusion of slime supplied to grow on plants, bringing them to life. Kind of like uh, birds and possums. A town has sprouted around this discovery, leading to a lifestyle adapted to these planimals and slimes. Slimes can be used as a form of energy, and the planimals can fight for you, act as livestock, and are a loyal companion. Now, it may sound kind of familiar, but Monster Harvest is a hybrid meant to fulfill a niche. A cute pixel game, you have to restore your uncle's farm, uncover the mysteries of this town, the slime, the planimals, and the menacing group that seems hell-bent on making sure you don't know what's going on. Monster Harvest, at its basic, is pretty straightforward. Grow plants, fight slimes. Use the slimes on the plants, and you'll grow planimals. And depending on the type of slime used, and the plant you apply it to, you get a variety of planimals. The one you encounter first are planimals that will fight for you. You can create a party of them and explore the dungeons with them. You'll encounter dangerous planimals in there, but with a bit of strategy you'll defeat them, finding resources and treasures. You'll need to focus on farming in order to maintain your planimals, and the fruits of your land will provide you with income, essential for upgrades, new buildings, and new gear and seeds to grow, leading to new planimals to discover. You can also combine slimes together to create more powerful slimes to apply to your plants. The battle mechanic is pretty straightforward. Try to attack the enemy planimal first with your sword, and you will get the first hit in with your own planimal. Once engaged in battle, you will have access to some attacks and abilities that you will use to fight. If your planimal is knocked out, you get a resource from their soul life essence that you can use to upgrade the soil of your farm allowing you to grow more powerful planimals. But if your planimal survives battle, they'll gain experience and level up, and you can continue through the dungeon finding more ore and resources, and stronger planimals. Other townsfolk have also raised planimals, and every Friday you can go to the recreation centre and battle townsfolk, raising your own rank within the town. So it sounds pretty solid, and I was interested in the concept, as Monster Harvest combined genres I'll enjoy. But it's not doing it well. The mechanics I described aren't especially robust. Farming is fine, although the drain on my stamina is quite frustrating. Crafting recipes are unlocked as you level up, and to level up you need to farm, fight, or forage. And the stamina usage limits how much progress you can make. Granted, as you upgrade your gear and earn enough to buy stamina potions, it becomes less frustrating, but it still takes a while to unlock crafting recipes that are actually helpful. It is fun unlocking and building new buildings and planting as many seeds as I can afford and seeing what planimals I get throughout the seasons. Battles aren't exactly exciting. You have one move unlocked to start with and whoever wins depends on who strikes first. There is a bit of RNG and some status effects to keep track of but you'll have to do that in your head because there isn't really a good UI. 
oh no, I've been poisoned, but I'll have to remember that in my brain. I won't get a little post-it note. You can't heal your planimals unless you sleep overnight, and you can't switch planimals around and run away in battle. I do absolutely love that the top two top members of my planimal party will walk around the world with me, following my character around. But my biggest frustration is with the UI and how this game communicates important things with the player. There is a tutorial, kinda. It just dumps everything on you in one go, and you just have to remember that. And there's not a way to revisit any part of the tutorial. There's a device that I know I can put things into, but I have no idea what exactly I can put into it. And when I try, it just tells me I can't put this item I'm holding in. There is a calendar, and I know there are festivals. I walk into town, and it's decorated for something. And I can't go into the dungeons while there is a festival. My uncle says I should go enjoy the festival. But I can't find anyone or anything to do during these festivals. I wander around aimlessly until I give up and call it a day. I think I'm supposed to be able to cook. I can buy salt and sugar for cooking. I have no idea how to cook. And food would be so helpful for my stamina. And there's a little clock icon at the bottom of my screen right above my toolbar. It's not a clock. It's not a useful clock, it's just there for decoration. Which took me a while to figure out because it is animated, but it doesn't mean anything. And it's kind of ugly. The game is quite pretty, but the way the user interface is designed is clunky. The font doesn't fit, literally. Parts of the bars are hidden behind the decorative frames. Navigating my inventory is a pain, it seems to glitch out sometimes. The highlight square doesn't fit, also literally. And while I play primarily for controller, I switch my mouse to move around my inventory and chests. Music and sound is repetitive, painfully so. The pop sound from picking up things is satisfying, and it can be eerie to hear animals making their weird sounds in the distance, but the music is a very, very short loop. The audio experience means nothing to me except something to numb my mind. I put it on mute and listen to a podcast instead, which actually helped me stay focused enough on this rather shallow game. I wanted to like Monster Harvest. I like the genres, and it's quite a pretty game. I could play farming games for days. I love raising a party of creatures to bond with and work with, and Monster, Hunter, Monster Harvest is those genres. It does deliver these things, but in an extremely unsatisfying manner. The entire time I was playing, I just kept, kept thinking of other games I could be playing instead. Nothing grabbed my attention. I wasn't invested. Losing my planimals didn't really matter. Farming is alright, but I know a dozen other games that does it better. The story is alright, but it's nothing new. I essentially predicted it within three minutes, but it takes forever to progress through. There is one thing this game did really well, though, and it's the fact that a couple of my planimals walk around me and follow me. I mentioned this earlier, but it helped my frustrations look at my Montanko just standing there. He's a little guy. I love him. Monster Harvest. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the end. Wow. Uh, I'd say that's a successful game. <laughs> it, it was a game. It was definitely a game. Mm. Sorry, I've just been watching some playthrough on uh, my computer here. Um, you're right. It's not the most glamorous looking UI, is it? No. And actually having to interact with it is... It annoyed me. Mm. Um, not the best Pokemon Sim you've played. Not the best Pokemon Sim. Not the best Stardew Valley Sim. Even though, like, the story is pretty much some mashup between the two, it was just 
disappointing, really. Um, it's probably the first game in a while that I've played where it just felt like a chore. From nice. yeah, so yeah, that's not great. I mean, there's other Pokemon Sims that have done sort of well, like Temtem. Yeah, I haven't, played, I haven't played that one, but it is resounding reviews, and it's still only in its beta phase. They still haven't actually done a proper release for it. Yeah, but um, like I said, this just it just felt really shallow. Like mm. it was trying to do the most basic to be this mashup between like the farming sim and sort of Pokemon kind of thing, but it just didn't do much with that. So it was just trying to pass as that category yeah. and then that yeah. tick the boxes and walk away. With some like pretty mm. pixel art. Um I mean the pixel art's not bad. Yeah, I like it yeah. I liked it. I was just kinda like, nice trees. Nice grass. I love I love my little creatures. And then I actually had to play the game. I was just like, okay. I wish I was playing something else. Well, that was bleak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't I don't yeah. Well, that's Monster Harvest. Where can you uh, play it if you'd like to play it? Uh, you can get it on Steam um, and also the Nintendo Switch. It's available now. Um, if you know, if you wanted to check it out for yourself, uh, um, by all means, do that uh, with caution. Yeah, <laughs> you've been warned. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy, and I'm hanging out in studio with Elliot and Zara. Hello. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was going to happen again. <laughs> Uh, we are now about to have a discussion, aren't, aren't we, Elliot? We are. <laughs> yeah. About a film, interestingly enough, that yeah. is that is um about games also. I it's, mean, you would hope so. I, yes. I mean, kind of. Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really know other than what's really game about it, <laughs> other than the references it makes, uh, because I'm not particularly happy with this film. It's called Free Guy. Um... Yeah, yeah. It's Free Guy is an American science fiction action comedy. Uh, recently come out. It's quite a big deal. Um, it's also produced by Ryan Reynolds, who's also uh, happens to star in the film with Jodie Comer, who is from Killing Eve, and then there's also Joe Keery um, from Stranger Things, uh, and then there's Taika Waititi. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he's fantastic. He's probably the best part of the whole movie, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's a very popular film. It's ninety-two percent Google likes. People really like Free Guy, I don't so know much why. so that yeah, so much so there's going to be a uh, sequel apparently. Which Ooh. can I can I say something briefly about that? Yes, I don't understand because that goes against everything the film speaks about. The film itself is very critical of sequels and like they, you know, they create something original. Yes, they create mm-hmm. something original, and they actually um, they show the consequences of having just sequels and stuff at the end of the film, as opposed to having something original. Do Do you two want to just give us a quick summary of or what Free yes, Guy I'll, is about? Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you. Okay, so it's a uh, so Ryan Reynolds plays as a bank teller who is an NPC, which is a non playable character, and his name is Guy. It's an He's set in this open world video game and becomes the hero of the story, trying to save his friends from deletion by the game's creator, uh, which is Jody Comma and Joe Keery. Um, as there's the IRL side of the game, and then there's the in the game universe, which is where Ryan Reynolds' character is set in. He's set in uh, Free City, which is the name of the game that's in in the film. Uh, it's there are going to be spoilers 
uh, just to FYI, if no one's seen Free Guy, I will be mentioning some things that may give away aspects to the movie, but I will not give away the ending ultimately because. I mean, you I don't just, really I'm not have cruel. To, to be fair, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the first five the, there were elements of the film that just didn't need to happen. Um, there was, you know, the main protagonist is featured as uh, Ryan Reynolds, but in actual fact, it's Jodie Comer. She really, her character is technically, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, she's the catalyst the to the whole thing. She is the catalyst to the whole thing. For about 50% of the film, she is a strong, independent female figure with an intention and a goal, um, but then is portrayed as crazy in quotations and lots of other things, and then inevitably kind of erased as the protagonist in the own film, and yeah. then ultimately ends up being a love story and she uh, has a, a, a falls in love with the other creator or something I, yeah. and I'm like why this is completely unnecessary completely pointless um it was it had no reason to exist in the universe of Free Guy at all for the film to be good um because also Disney uh happened to have this film they obviously just decided to throw in every single reference to anything that they possibly have there's Marvel there's Star Wars Star Wars as you know there's a, a lightsaber moment mm. um it it's just also from a purely how you make a game perspective it was actually terrible yeah <laughs> like they a, mentioned ones like, and zeros in the he's yeah, like oh i what? love writing in ones and zeros what like, yeah nobody <laughs> uses ones and what? zeros anymore there's like, an interview that's like quite early on in the film where um and by the way this doesn't give anything away other than just how ridiculous and how no one thought to talk to a game developer or a game programmer through any time making this film about games Anything, literally, could have, could have spoken to one of us for free. I yeah. would have happily said that's not how programming <laughs> works, and I'm not a programmer. But there was this moment. It's like, oh, yeah, I just really love ones and zeros. <laughs> and this character is supposed to be a programmer. So, um, you do realize that they don't program in, in ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Not a thing. Oh, and very I, tired. And that was about fifteen minutes in. I really got a headache. Yeah, yeah it, I was, it was really a frustrated by the use of dialogue in this film because. They thought that everyone that was watching it was really dumb. Yeah. Really, really dumb. Like, they, for example, like, they used the word non-player, words non-player character, and then they had to go, They the guy was like, oh, he's an NPC. Oh, non-player character. Like, <laughs> and then yes. they explained it after that. And, like, if you just watch the film and got the context, the context of the film, you would understand that regardless. Like... You don't need to say everything with words. That's not the point of a movie. If you want to say everything with words, read a book. Uh, it's... Or listen to the radio. Listen to yeah, the radio. Or listen to Zed Games. Or listen to Zed Games. Every, every Thursday, 6 or 7 p.m. live yeah. for Triple Z. If you're listening to us right now, you've done it. You're at the right place. Correct. Yeah. It's also, there's a podcast and, yeah. and uh, a Facebook page. At ZED Games AU. <laughs> Check it out. Anyway, um... <laughs> Free guy, terrible. Um, also, I was just perusing some reviews. Um, most people seem to enjoy it, and I suspect that none of them have ever played a game before, but maybe have watched films. Uh, but I also uh, found a review that was quite apt. Um, in one sentence, this person says, not family-friendly, appeals only to desensitized, conditioned minds. <laughs> so <laughs> Oof. I that's pretty much summarizes it for me. I think it was actually terrible, and I wish that I could get the money back for that film. So please, if you're if you're an avid games player, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know actually what your opinion is of Free Guy. Um, the, the, there were moments in in the film where I remember 
that just the the will of the characters seem to make animations and things move in the space that is not possible unless you programmed into the actual game. Yeah. So there was a lot of questionable physics and actual practical implementation game implementation going on that is just not possible. Um the only redeeming quality of this entire film was that clearly Ryan Reynolds was ad-libbing a lot of his lines. Um, very his style actually yeah. and they were quite funny there were there were moments where i was genuinely laughing because ryan was the only thing that sort He's of the carried only it character for this, um like. that and uh jody comma is just unbelievable actress as well but um questionable story written for her uh yeah very strange film yeah i definitely <laughs> felt like they didn't know who their audience was they didn't know who they were targeting because oh, at no some way. points they were catering to gamers and other points they were really harshly making fun of them. Mm, like, mm-hmm. And then at some points they were trying to ex- over-explain things but then also making in-jokes. And it was just... It was a weird situation. It was interesting as well because of the... Um, I guess there were moments where they made reference to basement-dwelling yeah. gamers and stuff like that and then they had like they, oh they had ninja they featured streamers they featured so many streamers yeah um and none of them can act even in oh. the three seconds that they were in the film <laughs> it was very oh oh no um which is shocking considering they have to like edit their stuff yeah like, you'd think um they probably i don't know if you're that know. famous you probably pay someone yeah true yeah i would not be editing my own content if i could pay someone to do it yeah. I mean, look, the film was at a budget of 125 million and it, you know, the box office is uh 328 million. Yeah. It's done well. It is done very well. Hence the sequel. Hence the potential sequel. But also apparently Ryan Reynolds is uh taking a break from acting. Yeah. Fair um, enough. That's... After that, I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> he produced the film. Like this was, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was just regret. It was regret. Maybe just <laughs> He just needed to think about some stuff after that, you know? Yeah, just need some time. I needed a moment. Like, but a... um, I can think of a group of people who I absolutely want to watch this movie with because I know that it'll be upsetting for them. <laughs> it is It is on Disney+, Plus, so if you have Disney+, Plus, you do not have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. You people know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Listening <out there. laughs> Uh, yes, you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you enjoy Ryan Reynolds and potentially some comical moments with Channing Tatum, I recommend Free Guy. If you um, like to burn potentially two hours of your life, 115 minutes to be exact, um, for no real reason, watch Free Guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a turn your brain off. <laughs> it know, is a turn your brain off film. Dumb um, movie. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's Free Guy. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what what a positive episode! Yeah, this it's has been. quite bleak today. Um, <laughs> it's it's not the most exciting. Uh, in in in, but you know, if you're into like hearing about really bad adaptate like films about games, then yeah, that well, they can't all be good. You know, no, they can't. No, some of them can be bad. It's true. Yeah. And you know, tonight was was dire. <laughs> it's okay. Next week we'll you know. Hopefully, be yeah. Well, there will be there will be more, more positive, positive things. Um, will there? It's there will be. be a spooky yeah. episode next week. It will be <gasps> Halloween <laughs> next week. You're getting ready for the spooks, the spoops. It's going to be a spoopy night. Spoopy. Um, spoopy. Um, well, I, if you've tuned in now, you've just caught the end of Zed Games, uh, where we talk about gaming news, reviews, 
um, community and culture. Uh, if you liked anything that you heard this evening and you'd like to hear it again, <laughs> if you'd like to hear us complain more again <laughs> about uh, Monster Harvest or other things, um, head over to the Zed Games Facebook page at ZEDGamesAU. Check it all out there. We also post uh, lots of gaming memes. Also, you know, our podcast goes up, uh, lots of our written content as well and written reviews. We have we have a bit of a blast. So, um, yeah, check it all out there. Um on that note, we're going to head off. I'm out of here. See you later. Thank you, Froggy Chair. Froggy, Froggy Chair. Chair. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See, See you next time. time.